the Tommy's vegan friendly restaurant in Cleveland 1824 Coventry Road you're in the Cleveland Heights area make sure you go check them out we're moving into a time where information is becoming a lot more accessible so we need to start thinking about our health that's something we need to start passing on to the kids and saving the next generation so if you don't feel you're one of them people who like to go out say i don't want to you know make no vegan meal or nothing like that and tommy's is a place you can check out if you're in a vegan area and that's 1824 coventry road cleveland heights ohio 44118 uh another way you can start your day is with reesey puffs they didn't do it on purpose but it's a uh, number one rated by P Peter as far as uh taste and uh being a vegan product. If you're having that, make sure you're having it with walnut walnut milk. If you don't have walnut milk, almond milk is another good choice. And uh just just try to become more more conscious of later uh Something you can have later in the day, Boca Burgers, very good. The Boca Burgers are, are my favorite, the grill kind. They have more of that Burger King type taste as far as uh, that flame grill. But Morningstar is good as well. The uh, Black Bean Burgers are very good. I'm trying to think what else. The Spicy Chicken, it tastes just like chicken, just like a McChicken. You know, it comes with four patties. Both of them are around 268 You can get, pick them up from Walmart. Those are already some good choices. Just trying to get healthier as the year goes, the years go on. Not trying to be one of those people who get to their 40s and have all these major diseases and going through all that. You know, similar to how people from my generation, if you were born in the 90s, you've seen a lot of the effects of people who are on crack and stuff like that. And we're seeing a lot of effects of putting the wrong foods in, in, our, in our bodies, how... Uh, most of our grandparents and stuff are getting sick at the same time. So that's something that we can begin to, um, you know, change. And, and another one of the big things is, you know, dairy products. A lot of the, because it's allowed to have 20,000 live bacteria and 750,000 somatic cells or pus can pasteurized just means radiated, you know, and milk is one of the only products that goes directly into the bloodstream. So you Basically, putting something that's not good in your body, which is why you get a lot of the mucus build up when you get sick. Why that? You know, it's allergy season right now, so you know I don't really get the you know the big flare ups like I used to, the big sinus attacks. How I used to get the drainage, the post nasal drip. I don't really get that. That's how I cut the milk out the diet and start becoming a little more conscious. It's a process. It's not gonna be overnight. I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, try to take the steps to move forward. Let's get into sports. We had a big game tonight at 8 o'clock. Cavs-Warriors, game two. Everyone's talking legacy talk. 
LeBron James' legacy, Steph Curry's legacy. What, you know, what does this series mean? And I think um, a lot of LeBron fans feel that it's unfair that a lot of other players get a pass. And we're going to specifically focus on Steph Curry, how Curry can get a pass for having a bad game like the last game, even though they won. And, and maybe it wouldn't be the same thing for LeBron. And I think what a lot of LeBron fans miss is, is two narratives usually in sports. It's your, you have your front runner and you have your underdog, the true underdog. We're talking about a first-round pick, a guy who's been told in LeBron James that he was the chosen one from early on. Um, I would say most, probably the most heralded, heralded superstar coming into the league. You know, it was that one pick. I can remember when Cleveland got that first pick, just the feeling. It was like the change of the organization is here. It was that one that if you could bet a million dollars on any player coming into the league um, in history of the in the history of the league, most people would be com- most comfortable doing that with LeBron James. So, you know, it's a different narrative in coming in. And Kyrie had that same type of thing, even though he was injured, uh, you know, and that, that says a lot. And Coach K gave him the green light. Coach K don't really give players the green light. So you knew what that was, you know, amazing offensive player, big time and and the time that he did play at Duke. And it was the no-brainer first pick for most for most for most people even though Kemba Walker had an amazing run that year everybody knew that you know Kyrie was coming in number one and Kyrie was going to have the green light in the league you know so you have two guys who are the metaphor front runners you know that, that you know these are the ones who you know throughout the years always got picked number one they are you know you expect them to be great. You know, there's a different expectation when you're the number one pick. When the number one pick is great, it's not like a surprise. It's like that's what you're supposed to do. The number one pick is supposed to be the next face of the league. The opposite is what's making this Warriors thing so big is because there are more underdogs in this world than front runners. And this is a team full of underdogs. And even, hold on, let's not skip Kevin Love because I think a lot of people forget how great Kevin Love was. I mean, he was in Minnesota, he was doing things that hadn't been done since Moses Malone, as far as the consecutive double doubles and things of that nature. A 27 and 15 guy, you know, and you know, a lot of people want to act like this don't exist. His front runnership came from the next white hope. You know, he he we hadn't seen a white player this this good in a long time. You know, so the stuff that he was doing in Minnesota, a lot of people like to brush it off. You know, but there are a lot of guys on bad teams, but they weren't executing to the level that he was. And you know, for not being an athletic guy and averaging the amount of rebounds rebounds that he was averaging and putting up the amount of points in different ways that he was doing it, it was a big thing. So you have the ultimate David and Goliath battle right now. And the contrast is with the Golden State Warriors starting with the Steph Curry. 
We're talking about a number seven pick out of Davidson. Number seven pick. I mean, nobody really expects the number seven pick. People turn off the draft after the first three. You know, first three, if one of the first three are great or becomes great and, or, and the other two are good, that's no surprise. That's what you expect. But nobody even really cares to even watch the draft unless you're just a true fan. But for your average viewer, they're not watching the draft up to number seven. We're talking about the – in his draft, Blake Griffin went number one. To beat went number two. James Harden went number three. Tyree Evans went number four. Ricky Rubio went number five. Johnny Flynn went number six. And Steph went number seven. And he is who he is today. The true underdog. No matter how much success, and I don't know if you've ever been in a position as an underdog, but when you're, and then you ended up uh, reaching a potential that nobody else seen, but I've been in that position where, I, you know, to go from the worst player to being the first pick to picking the team. You always still look at yourself as the underdog, you know, no matter what, no matter what success you achieve. Once you start achieving that success, it's just like, I told you so. I told you I was great. But in your head, you still proving, you know, like, you're going to have to remember that you picked me, you know, number seven. You're going to have to remember. All the scouts have to remember that they said at best, you know, he was a he could be a combo guard, but most likely he would end up a, a backup. All of the so-called experts. Yeah, this about Steph Curry and out of Davidson. Tell me another great out of Davidson. You know, you're not supposed to be great out of Davidson. You know, so when we talk about true underdog, you know, he's he's the face of that. And when becoming great, had a chance to sign with Nike. And one of the reasons that he didn't sign with Nike was because he he used to always write scriptures on his and that's something that he wanted to put into his signature shoe. Nike didn't feel like that was a good idea. Under Armour said they would let him do it. And that was something that went into his choice. So we're talking about not only an underdog, but an underdog that stands for something. You know, not just one when he gets into that position to forget where he come from. He takes the ultimate underdog shoe, and that was selling off the rack. I mean, the, the 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 design is getting better and better. A lot of people like the joke, but the design is getting better and better. The colorways are getting better and better. And numbers don't lie. You know, the shoes selling. So we're talking about an underdog all the way around who stands for something. The family got like, you know, your average. And, and there's nothing wrong with any lifestyle. I'm just pointing out to how much a uh, anomaly Steph Curry is, you know, the the family guy stays in you know you constantly see his daughter around constantly see his wife around he's an NBA legacy most NBA leg there's another underdog chip most sons of the grace aren't good you know they don't usually make it for whatever reason they don't usually make it but that's another odd that he's beating if you want to get into the Light skin, dark skin thing. It's not something I really attribute, but you know, let's uh, let's let's put everything on the table. How many light light skin superstars are there? There aren't many. You know, that's that's something that I, that I remember. You know, a lot of older people would talk about, and 
And I remember having that conversation. Uh, one of my older people was like, yeah, you know, you know like, yeah, damn, never be no superstars. Think about all the superstars. Ryan, Jordan. It, you know, it's just going name after name after name after name after name. So against all odds, Steph Curry has become Steph Curry. You can't write this type of stuff up if you go go back to the beginning you say that he's going to be this this and this they're going to break this record he's going to be two times mvp you was saying that in the year that they was in college with him like all of them guys were in college you know you sound crazy you, i mean you sound absolutely crazy i mean the biggest talk i remember back then was of course it was blake griffin and 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 one of the other big talk was when uh jennings had went overseas and him coming into the draft, but you didn't really, I mean, you know, you heard about the run and stuff like that, but I'm just saying, if you just go back and you said that this would be, it would, you know, people would tell you you're crazy. That's And you, and you put that million-dollar bet back on the table, most, almost nobody outside of his family are going to make that bet, you know, at that time. With LeBron, if you said that LeBron would do what he's doing, no one would really be shocked. I mean, you would probably think more. You 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 would think we would really be having that legit discussion between. And that's another reason why the LeBron fans. I think that's what what makes it worse is the LeBron Jordan comparison. You know, he comes in the number twenty three. He signs the Nike as well. You know, so he's putting that on his back. A long way. I mean, you can say what you want, but he said this out of his mouth. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. So you are you putting it into the universe, and, and, and at that time, whether you want to retract it or not, this is what you said. And you, so you're putting it into that you're going to top what Mike did. You know, now it's more of a humble perspective, you know, because how things took place, but you know, these are these are all things that happen, and people don't forget that. So, I think if you don't really want the bashing of LeBron, you just have to let Jordan live because we're talking about six times he went to the finals and six times he won. So, you know, it's the same thing with Floyd. You know, we, we just have to assume wherever his next flight is, fight is, there is no formula for beating Floyd. There is no formula for beating Mike. Right now, there's no formula for beating Mike on a big stage. You know, of course, he's too old, but I'm just saying, as history stands, there was no formula for beating him when he got there. You can't say that with LeBron. You can't say that with anyone else. The only guy who was closest was Duncan. Duncan was close. He has one loss, but, you know, he doesn't even get his full credit on the on the big stage and consistent consistency over a long period of time but you know and that's that's another thing that's at stake you know when we speak of legacy Steph Curry has he's on the path to really being the one at six but barely they say he's six three he's probably six six one six two six something like that at, at his height and that that's another thing. You know, LeBron's six foot eight, two fifty, two eighty, amazing NBA, I'm basketball IQ. I mean, so you know, it's more of the profile of what you expect the great to be. Has the all around game. When you say Steph's size, I mean you don't really think that he could be the one that would 
end up ultimately rivaling the Jordan. I mean, the Jordan brand, you don't really think that. But he's paving his own way. Instead of going into a legacy of a shoe like Jordan, he's, I mean, we don't know. Under Steph Curry's could be what Jordan is in 20 years, the shoes. If he continues to handle his business on the big stage, this may be the most important um, finals or legacy of guys playing right now. I mean, this is going to be the narrative because if he wins this, he's 2-0. Now he's really on a path to, you know, at least being in that conversation for that Jordan comparison because now you're talking about two undefeated records. Now you're talking about two guys that did something that was only done twice in NBA history. You know, the the the, the most winning regular season teams and, you know, the undefeats on a big stage. You know, that so that's what's at stake. Outside of Steph being an underdog, Clay, you don't expect the eleven pick to be what Clay is, and Clay is arguably just as valuable as Steph. You know, Steph does it in a fancier way, but you can argue when Steph, when Clay is hot, he's just as important. And both of them have off games, so we had to stop saying that. I mean, yes, Steph has been more consistent, but I think Clay is becoming more confident. You know, I think it was a confidence thing, and I think Clay especially in his playoffs, he's becoming more confident in who he is and his capabilities. And we're starting to really understand the value. I think we really understood that in the Oklahoma series. Uh, defensively and offensively, and, and, and stop pointing out with these guys that you know, like Steph and the car. Man, I watched Steph like really battle guys the whole time. Like, and I've been watching them all year. Like, he's battling on defense. It's not like he, like how you can, uh, pull up clips of James Harden just, you know, under you know moving out the way and letting guys get through. Steph is pushing up, you know, pushing up, battling when guys take him to the post all over. He, and he's led the league in steals, so you can stop that. He doesn't play defense narrative. If you're stronger than him, you're just stronger than him. You can't stop that, but they have a system in place, you know, to bring the help coming. But as far as all you can ask for is the guy give the effort on defense. If someone is stronger than you, they're stronger than you, but he's bringing effort. But, you know, back back to Clay. 11 pick, you don't expect that. Another true underdog, Draymond Green. You don't expect Draymond to be Draymond. He wasn't even, I mean, when you think of Michigan State at, the, you know, around then, we're talking about Adrian Payne, Gary Harris, Applin, you know, so for him, he was the fifth pick in the second round. Had to earn his spot behind the David Lee. David Lee was an all star. You know, so for him to come in and he constantly was battling, giving that effort when he came in, and you just seen the hunger. You know, you're seeing these guys who are not supposed to be great fight all odds, and that gives hope to the underdog. You know, that that's if if you're in that category and you see yourself as a person that, you know, the the, the true underdog, the one who hasn't been given the opportunity to look may have been somewhere else. You know, you might be at your job and, or what, and whatever position you're in, somebody else is getting that shot. You know, they're the per, per, proverbial front runner and you know that you're just as talented. You might've came from a small school. They might've went to a, one of the big universities, but you know that 
it was just circumstances that put you in that position, but they're no better than you. You know, that you might know that you are working them every day, that you're putting in that extra time. And once you get your opportunity, you know what you're, you know you're going to do. So everybody who's in that position, you know, I think that's where you get all of this big warriors. Uh, you know, it's bigger than just the Steph Curry LeBron thing. You're talking about the David Goliath battle, the ones who, who, who feel like that they haven't been given the opportunity yet or, you know, they was once in that, position where they haven't been given the opportunity they got the opportunity and 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 was put up against the one who was supposed to be the great and then you became the one against all odds and you know that's what's behind this game that's what this game means to people is it's bigger than just a game you know and that's what i think a lot of people forget there's a different reason people are investing investing emotions into basketball i think um you know, even Steph coming and taking reins of the team. Don't forget who team this was out of high school. Monte Ellis, big time scorer. We know he could light him up, light it up with the best of them at the time. You know, so it it was a lot of battles that had to come for this to take place. You know, these guys really fought, fought and fought, and they and I think we're in a time where we look over historic things. We don't really pay attention to the important, you know, a lot of, they made the regular season fun again, you know, whether you was rooting for them to lose or you were seeing, could they get the record? People tune in and nobody was tuning in this late in previous years. It wasn't a thing. Like the regular season became a thing this year. What are the Golden State Warriors going to do? You know, so it's so much that they're doing. They brought back, I remember it was a point in time where Reggie Miller was talking about after Ray Allen that he didn't know if um he thought the three point shot would die because it was moving into everybody trying to you know, the guys were coming in, it was the six foot eights, the attacking the rim, you know, become more about attacking the bucket and Steph Curry really brought the three point shot back. I mean for he brought the guard back. He's not just the score, score, score. Like he's the most for me, Irison was the most impactful player in history because I believe like Jordan did the greatest thing you know on the biggest stage but when we talk about impact everybody wants to be Iris and I don't know necessarily that you wanted you on the court you wanted to be Jordan but all the way around you wanted to dress like a uh people the braids the on the sideline you know they changed the dress code because AI was just too much dressing like the environment for mainstream America. Um, the attitude, the heart, the, you know, he was the first one that, that underdog in a different sense. It was just, you could be his size and you can still be the best on the court. You know, no matter what you could, you, Iverson just did it in a different way. He was going to the bucket. You could file, file, and file, but he wasn't going to stop attacking. And to me, Steph is the most, impactful players since Iris and not in the all fullness but just the excitement it's like you knew you was going to see something spectacular when you watched Iris and, and it's like when you watch Steph you get that same type of like you know it can erupt even when he's up you know it can erupt at any time I think what um, ends up hurting Steph is like early in the finals last year when he would go away from his game like taking the for most, what would be bad shots, and he tries to, and he was doing it against the Thunder, you know, he'll pump fake, pump fake, go in, take the mid range. 
I don't think he needs to do that. I, I, I just think if he play your game, you know, play what feels comfortable, that pull up. You know, I remember I was talking to my people. I'm like, man, he's not playing this game. Last year in the finals, he's not playing this game. He's not pulling up from 30. He has to do that because that's where the rest of the guys' confidence come from. It's like Steph is being Steph, and, and that's what he needs to do. And outside of that, just take care of the ball. You don't really need all of the fancy passes. This is not the series to do that. That was a mistake that I seen. And a lot of those guys, starters, making, they were making a lot of uh, ill-advised passes. I just think they need to take better care of the ball and, and play their game, do what they've been doing all year. The, one of the biggest differences between Cavs and the Warriors, I would say, is the chemistry, the coaching, and the leadership. The chemistry is like when Ray Zhao went to, you know, and, and I say this means a lot because he played with LeBron for so many years, and then now he goes and gets a comparison. He said he when he got there, he was just shocked to see he had never been around a group of guys who truly enjoyed being around each other. So, And you can really see that, and I say you see it when things go wrong. And it's not a... a, a, a it's not a shot at LeBron. I'm just calling out what it is, you know, because everybody, you know, we're in a time where if you say anything, it's automatic. Oh, you're, you're hating, and this, uh, this is just what it is. If you've been watching the game all year, when things would go wrong with the Cavs, there would be some type of sub tweet or something like that. I mean, you got to put yourself in a position of a K Love or somebody on that team. If somebody sub tweet, you know, like you, you be around this person every day. And if you somebody sub tweeting tweeting you, you know, you know, online and you around them every day, what you gonna think? Like, hey, this nigga a bitch. Like what my nigga, I was just with you the other day. Like you 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 couldn't have said that to me. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever you had you couldn't have said that to me. You know, so it's a time and place for everything. Is is it's a way to do things and it's a way to handle things, especially when you're the best. You know, and you don't see Steph Curry, it's not you don't get the feeling of big me, little you with Steph Curry and his teammates. It's, it's, it's re they really carry that strength in numbers. And even with the organization, it's not just LeBron. It's, it, it's because the organization will give range. And this is most Cleveland sports. If you're great, they'll give you the range to a team. and You'll get different treatment than everyone else. You know, so you could do something wrong and, a, and another player could do something wrong. And it won't be, you know, for you it won't be a problem. But for that other player, it's a problem. That creates a, tem a chemistry issue because then it's a favoritism thing. So then when stuff starts going wrong, these are things that's going to pop up. When it's good, it's going to be good. You know, like we've seen throughout the past, these guys been celebrating, it's all good. But when it's bad, it goes back to another thing, like how LeBron would stare down Kyrie doing, like he'd do something, or stare down a Kevin Love, or just say something slick in a press conference. It, it's stuff like that. When it's a time and place to handle everything, where you can grab a guy to the side and you know, talk to like, hey, man, you've been doing this, this, and this. You don't have to show up anybody on TV. It's kind of like that guy who wants to point something out when you're hanging around a bunch of females and they want to, you know, do it right there. Like, hey, dog, you could have pulled me to the side and said that was wrong. Like, you know, so it's that type of thing. But you you see it when everything is going wrong. That's when it's highlighted again. And with the Warriors, we've seen, like, when it was bad against the Thunder, you didn't really see the same type of, turmoil team turmoil between each other it was a downness but it was just a downness between all of them it wasn't like i'm pointing a finger at you i'm pointing a finger at you it was man we got to figure out how to do it you know the the worst thing i seen was the heads down but it wasn't like death getting in some and like oh it's you or looking at somebody or making some 
type of uh, low, you know, low shot during a press conference. So that's something that plays into the factor coming in down down the line. And and I think we also need to get into a, the best sixteen teams because I mean, if I fought Ali, if I fought Tyson, if I fought George Foreman, and you fought Amir Khan. Uh, and who Amir Khan? What's my guy name? Paulie Malinaji, and whoever else we can say Brown or whatever. My competition level was at a whole nother level. It took a lot more for us to get here. We've experienced, you know, whether we sweep somebody or however we beat them, the talent level is still at another level. It's different ways. When you're gonna play people, you know this, this, this at the top, you know, and and then it becomes less about the talent and more about the small things. So, even to the team who hasn't had to play the high talent level team, it's unfair because they haven't been able to mentally prep themselves for the small things. Like when Canelo looked real great against average fighters, but when he fought another great in Floyd, then it's no longer about my greatness and your greatness is it was it became about the discipline it became about the time and it became about you know this it's the small things it became more of a mental game a game about the intangibles and and that's what i think we see in game one and it's not that things can't turn around it's not like i'm totally writing off the calves i think moving forward the only thing that went wrong was you just you need LeBron going because when LeBron is going, everything else is going to open up because it's a confidence thing. If you go get your big brother for a fight and your big brother gets knocked out, that messes up your demeanor. Most likely you're going to get beat, you know, when it's your time to step up. But if you go get him and he gets off like how you think he is, it's going to make your demeanor, you know, differently. And it's the same thing with the Cavs. The Cavs go as LeBron goes. So if LeBron gets out early, however he gets out, he gets out hot shooting, he gets out hot in the post, he needs to be aggressive because if if, if he's feeling this still, then everything's good. But when he's not, he has a thing, you know, like he, he is, like I say, he'll start looking at people, you know, a certain way. He'll start, you know, getting that, you know, extra wine. And you can just feel the, the, um, the life getting sucked out of the team when things start going wrong with them and it starts with him. You know, so that's really I would say the, the 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 strategy with them. You know, continue doing what they did, but make a point to get LeBron hot. You, I mean, you you need LeBron going for this team to be successful. Of course, I think even without him being successful, Kyrie can get his, but to the hindrance of the team because Kyrie doesn't really get anybody else involved. You know, he's going to have his times where he's just shooting and it's not going in and, you know, stuff like that. Or he can just be hot and it's just it's just not enough because then it, it just becomes a stagnant game. The part of the coach, and I say because the Cavs don't really run the system, even when it was, you know, it works against the other teams because those guys are just great. You know what I'm saying? Even if you just had a LeBron, I think they could have ran through the East without Kevin Love and without Kyrie because of his greatness. But it was just it, the Cavaliers basketball is Basically, one-on-one, I go, somebody drive. If there's nothing there, kick it out. And somebody take the shot. Hopefully it goes in. It's, that's it. It's LeBron or LeBron goes to the post or somebody goes to the post. If nothing there, 
they kick it out. If it's there, LeBron puts it up. Kevin Love puts it up. If not, they kick it out. So it's one-on-one, go in, nothing there, kick out. Whereas if you watch the Warriors, they're running on the right or left side. It'd be a screen, another screen, come around. And you'll see Clay or Steph coming around the back door. Then, you know, you know, it's a lot of complex things to go on if they're not just coming up and pulling it from deep. But, you know, that, that's also – an you know, another one of them, you know, when they get hot, you know, just it's coming from everywhere. Before, you know, or it's going in Bogut. Bogut is setting somebody up. They're coming off a screen, coming back around. Like, you can really watch the plays being being ran. You understand when Warriors bought basketball is in full effect. You understand, you know, when the different lineups are in, what's expected. One of the big key things I think that set apart that game one was the defense. We hadn't seen... I mean, for uh, outside of last year, but even more so this year, I think the timing was great. You know, most guys give up when LeBron is going to the hole or Kyrie is going to the hole. You know, you just give it up for a score. Or they just give up and and foul. You didn't see that. These guys figured out control what you can control. You might can't control it. A guy is stronger than you, but what can I do? I can knock this ball out. You know, so when it was low, you seen everybody reaching for the ball. When it was high, you seen everybody reaching for the block. So, you know, that that's a great strategy. I think they need to continue to go through. It disrupts the psyche when attacking because now, whereas LeBron might have just been going in for the foul and stuff like that, these guys aren't trying to foul. You know, they're almost pulling themselves back and putting their hands forward trying to get the ball. You know, so and, and evidently they've been working on with the time. And so that's one of the great things. I think Iguodala always steps this game up. In these types of situations, another thing I think the Warriors need to pinpoint what could have made it even better, but they, you know, they did a few times, but they need to focus on anytime LeBron catches it in the post, I, I bring the double. If the guy makes it on the outside, he makes it on the outside. You try to bring the help, at least jump at him. But I double LeBron every time because you don't want LeBron getting confident because it's a domino effect with that, and it becomes a tougher game. Not to say that they can't beat him if he gets hot, but it just gives them more of that edge. So anytime he catches it in the post, I would uh, have him seeing a double team. Um, I wasn't really shocked by the overall what happened in the game, you know, as far as Sean Livingston getting hot. And I would say a lot of, you know, and, and this is my two my, my 2K tip, uh, if you play 2K, like, and, and even with the Warriors becoming what they are, like, I've been playing with the Warriors since 2K12, the one when well, I think it was the first cover, cover Jordan was on there when he got their big three and stuff like that. And this is how I would play with them, you know, with this Clay and the Steph. But after a while, the main strategy became take Steph out the game. Things that you could just do with a Steph, like, you could crowd LeBron, but it's not going to have the same effect because he's bigger. So, you know, you could always uh, run through or, you know, end up posting a guy up or whatever. There were ways around it. But Crowd and Steph messes up everything because it takes away his number one weapon, the three, and it also takes away the team getting straight into the offense. So what I would do, and especially, uh, you know, Juice knows this. I was talking to him about it the last time I played Maul because we were tied up. Maul started picking the Cavs, and his strategy, you know, where began the crowd step the whole way the, the whole way through. You know, and those were the games that he won is the ones that I didn't adjust, where I just kept trying to force the three. So I think Steph should never really just try to force it. I had two strategies to counter that that led to blowouts twice. 
you know, after that. And that was, if, if you're going to keep Steph in the game, you come down the court and get the ball straight out of his hand and get the offense going like that. And that's what they did for the most part game one. Another thing I would do, and this is way before this series, I would bench Steph and I would start Livingston. And I was telling a lot of people this during a Blazer series. The Warriors are just as good. Remember when Steph got injured, you know, everybody, it was a big panic. That was another thing. It was a lot of people saying, it, I don't know if they're going to make it through this series. You know, and rightfully, I wouldn't say rightfully so, but it was giving respect to Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum because those are two tough guys, and that's a team up and coming on a run that's built similar to the Warriors. But, you know, the Warriors are just as good with Livingston in for different reasons. And I'm not just saying it from last night. If you know me, you know I've been saying this, you know, really since that uh, Blade before the Blazers series started, I was telling people that because when Steph's off like last night, you know, it's just a lot of bad shots that's missing. It gives a lot of teams uh, different opportunities. So instead of having a situation like that, you have uh, Sean Livingston that's taking a high percentage shots. You have nobody you can really go focus on because even Clay is a catch and shoot. So you can stick to him, but it's not like you're going to disrupt the offense by sticking to Clay because anybody else on that team can get hot, you know, and everybody can pass. So when you're dealing in, in a situation like that where Steph's not in the game, you have no defensive focus. So then it's who's going to get hot, you know. It, it becomes that type of game, and anybody has the potential to get hot on this team, or everybody has the potential to get out on this team because everyone is a playmaker. And if they're playing their their typical game, which is unselfish basketball, everybody touching it and sticking to running their plays, running a bunch of screens with the Sean Livingston in the lineup, that causes a mismatch for almost any point guard in the league. He's six foot eight. You know, you're going to have a problem. You know, so that wasn't really a shocker to me because, and then defensively they become even stronger too. Once again, I don't think Steph's a bad defender, but, you know, you got a six-foot-eight guy who's strong and you can switch everything. I mean, he can check your center, especially when everybody goes to the small lineup. So, you know, it really just gives them the advantage and it makes them quicker on the floor and it gets them better shots. Um, those are. I mean, it's really like the whole team is ba is playing with the underdog chip, and people people underestimate that. And and if you've been in that position, you understand it. Sean Livingston, his accident, Eagle Dollar, he was counted out after Philly and Denver. You know, he wasn't doing. You know, he was supposed to be the heir to AI, the next guy in Philly, and you know, just really ended up twelve points. So it was it for him. Bogut written off because he didn't meet the expectations of a number one pick. He was called a bust. It was thought to be the end of the road for him. Barbosa had bounced around a lot of teams. I mean, most space. I, I, I seen space, and that was another guy I used to play on, on 2K. I mean, he, I, I, seen, I seen that one. I didn't understand why the Cavs got rid of him. I think he was with the Cavs for a little bit, and I remember him from, uh, I think, Memphis a little bit. Uh, I didn't understand getting rid of him. I really didn't understand getting rid of Livingston. So these are guys who got a little extra chip because uh, Mo, Livingston, Vraja all come from the Cavs. So, I mean, it's a little extra thing there. You know, a lot of these guys, I mean, it's the ultimate underdog team. Everybody written off 
everybody is, you know, it was thought to be like the end of the road. These were guys in college that weren't talked about. And now they're doing the unthinkable. So that's when you when you when you wonder like why do they get so much praise or why do they it's cause they're not supposed to be here. You know, think about it from that perspective. It's you know, they give somebody who's down right now that hope that Hey, you see what the Warriors did, man. Anything possible if you really go put in the work, you know, and that's the example that they're setting. That's the example that they're showing. You know, Steph is showing that you can stand on principles and standards and you don't always have to take the money. And, you know, at the end, everything will work out. Just stick to who you are. Stick to, you know, your, your, you know stand for something, man. Eventually things can work out. You know, and that, that's what I say the biggest message between all of this is control the controllable and let everything else fall into place. Not to say that you're going to get it every time, but... You know, that's all you can worry about. If you're stressing about what someone else feels or all of that, what someone else feels about you isn't your business. You know, just focus on what you can do and move forward. When you get too caught up in all the extra, that's when you end up holding yourself back. But what somebody else thinks about you isn't your business. And what you can't control isn't your business. You only need to focus on moving forward and trying to put the most positive things in your life. I'm not saying this series is over. Uh, I predicted a 4-1 before it started. Um. Once again, if the Cavs come in and they focus on make LeBron the focus outside of Caleb or anybody else, I think that's the best way to go. Uh, Warriors, if they continue to do what they did on defense, and one thing that can make them better is better passing from the starters. That'll take what they did to the next level. Um, I expect. I actually expect. I expect the Warriors to come out. I expect it to be a bigger defeat tonight, around a, a, a 15, 13-point defeat. I expect the Warriors to go up. Um, you know, but anything is possible. It's not not, not to knock uh, what the Cavs have going on. I just think they need to work on chemistry and really bring in a and it's not to say that they can't. So I don't want people saying, oh, yeah, what happened? Would you say this? But still, I would go in that direction. Even wherever LeBron's future ends up, I would like to see a veteran coach like a Larry Brown with him or, you know, someone who you who holds just as much weight as a coach as, as he holds as a player. You know, I would like to see someone like that. And I would think that would be ultimately a great thing for him. Um Moving into the draft is coming up. I think the best player in the draft is a Buddy Hill. Um, go look up some of his high, highlights. You can even go look at his game against Ben Simmons. I think it's a it's an extra, you know, something about him that underdog chip. He's a four year guy. You know, he probably feels like he's been overlooked. That Simmons and Ingram and all of these guys are getting it, but I see a chip on him that I don't really see the same amount of fight. And, and and Ingram, not to say that Ingram doesn't have the talent, but he's more in that front runner role. So he's gonna get the opportunity. But a guy like Hill, he has a still a you know a lot to prove, even though he's proven a lot. So I expect him to be the head of that class. He's the most complete player that I've seen so far. So um, who else? Expect a breakout from Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak from Milwaukee. Like how, you know, Westbrook had to break out really where everybody started paying attention this season, which I've been telling people since 
Everybody thought it was Derrick Rose. I'm like, nah, man, nigga, Westbrook the guy. Like, he, he's the best player on Thunder. I thought he should have won the M- MVP the year that um, Derrick Rose won it because the Thunder had made a big change in their record from the year before. But expect Giannis to, if he gets the opportunity, but as far as the talent is already there, I can see his mentality from the games that I watched it. He's ready as a six foot eight, six foot nine guy who came in the game as a six two point guard. So he has the all around game, rebound pass. He works on his shot. I think uh his best move would be to develop that dirt work from that dirt position in the post and shooting that fadeaway. I think he'll be unstoppable if he does that. Look out for the Timberwolves to be the the if they all reach their potential, they have the most talent I ever seen on the NBA team, and now they have a great coach and Tom Thibodeau. So I think with that, that should bring everything together and help those guys reach their potential. And I'm not a big Wiggins guy. I didn't think he was the next LeBron or next superstar. I felt if he was Paul George, Rudy Gay type level at his peak, you know, would be end up being a solid defender, 20-6, and 20-7 type guy, maybe 3-4 assists. He's a, a a very good rebounder. I think he'll be a very good defensive player. Uh, doesn't shoot the highest percentage from the field. I think he just gets more opportunity because, once again, he's another one of those front-runner type guys, but I think they need to give a lot more of those opportunities to Levine. And, of course, Towns, I believe, is the best player on the team. He's a six foot eight. LeBron Durant hybrid can you know if you go watch any of his high school games you bring the ball down the court he was basically playing point guard but in the center's body so you know you shoot post up the all-around game has always been there and I think Levine is uh, a Westbrook water jumper you know not the same type of attitude but he has that potential to have that same type of impact as far as talent but he has a much better jumper Remember him from UCLA where it was him, uh, Shabazz, Muhammad, Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson is another sleeper. Uh really like his game. He's a, he was a six foot eight, ran the point in UCLA. I think if he gets the opportunity in San Antonio, that's something that Pop needs to look into. He's definitely a, a, a mismatch and he makes everybody plays at his speed. Um but, yeah, in the next two, three years, expect the Timberwolves to be very scary if they reach their potential. Not only those three guys, but Adrian Payne was a big-time guy. Michigan State has the outside game, has the inside game. Great rebounder. Uh, Gory Jang, lockdown defender in the post out of Louisville. Uh, I mean, they, they just have a lot of guys, and I think bringing Garnett into the situation was something that just – Help those guys' mentality get to that next level. Uh, let's see something in the world. The the gorilla situation. I think that's the thing with discipline. I think one thing that we need to learn from this, and you know, instead of just commenting on situations, make sure that we begin to implement these things. If you have kids, make sure, if you had to tell your kids something more than once or twice, it's a discipline issue going on, and you know, try to get it work on that because uh, especially undisciplined black child that's a major hindrance in today's society you know you're gonna end up getting yourself in a position to get you know we already against the buck anyway you don't have to do nothing to get killed now but especially if you're you, you don't you like discipline you're gonna eventually end up putting yourself in some type of unfavorable position so 
you know, really try to focus on that if you have kids or younger siblings, you know, really push that discipline thing because it'll push them a lot further and even put them in good situations, not just keep them out of bad situations, but it'll put them in a lot of good situations. Uh, let me see. Any artist coming up in the game, if you end up getting in that position, you know, you're coming from an inner city environment, remember what you're in it for. You know, don't get caught up into what people are saying and you know they always end up trying to put us against each other once we get to a certain point you know wherever it's the top two or the rumors like i said what somebody else say about you isn't your business stay away from that when you're in your interviews and stuff like that commenting on you know different issues you know your core people who are around you they know how you feel but you don't really necessarily have to let the world know if it's nothing positive that can come from that type of situation if it's something that you got to think about like I wonder if this gonna rub somebody. You know, then don't even put yourself in that position because you're you're in this to change your life, to change your family's life, and all of that for the better. Not to put yourself in some type of beef and have to prove something. You know, if, if you're really from that environment, you've proven yourself a long time ago. So how many times do you need to do it? If you keep doing it, we know the eventual result, and that's you know jail or death. And you could have stayed in the hood for that. You didn't even have to get this opportunity. There are plenty of people who want a chance to get in that position and you know they might not get it and you got it so you know be mindful of that be mindful of you, you you're, you're getting a shot that only one percent get and, and try to make the most of it work 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 don't get caught up into the women don't get caught up, or or vice versa if you're on the other side don't get caught up into the distractions remember what you're there for and everything else will be there for you down the line but you're working for legacy while you're in it this is music is something that's going to be around i think we forget how we look at scrolls and history books and stuff like that but we wonder, like, hey, how these people talk and stuff. Like, we're not going to, the next generation won't have to wonder, worry or wonder about how we talk or do we really feel this way or that way because we have verbal documentation on where our mindset was. So, this is something historic that 100 years from now, I understand that people will be able to go back and listen to my music and really get an idea of where I was at that point of time or what was going on in the world. So it's bigger than really the right now. And as a culture, we have to start looking at each other as not just, oh, forget them, forget. No, when one person does something, when a bad thing happens, it affects the whole culture, you know. So we're all looked at as one at the end of the day. But inside, we don't look at each other as one. But we have to understand that when one wins, the other wins. When one loses, the other loses. So it's more of a team thing. So instead of fighting, fighting, against each other we need that more togetherness it's not about for me it's never been about getting on a track and you know even when i was collabing out doing somebody nothing just do the best you can do on that track and you're trying to come together with whoever else you're collabing with to have the best message for the long term you know whatever that message is and i'm not saying it always has to be positive or whatever but whatever it is you're trying to take it to that next level, you know, and, and, and that's what it's all about. And if you put your best foot forward every time, then that's all you need to think about. You're competing with becoming a better you every day. Take a step forward every day. If you lay a brick down every day, eventually you're going to have a wall, and that's the mindset um, I think that will help this world progress and move forward. Um, uh, if you've been checking out my music, I've been dropping for the past month, daily uh some more music coming i thank you thanks for tuning in any listen any comment 
told somebody about it. I mean, anything, any shout out is all appreciated, you know, because, you know, as artists, we need that. You know, we, we need to know this, you know, somebody is getting something from it. So if you support, you know, any artist, you know, make sure you let them know that, you know, that you you feel what they're doing. You get it, you know, and a, you know, a lot of times just that, you know, keeps them going. Uh, shout out to Banks. Shout out to uh, He's Drop. Uh, he has his project, Claire Music. Coming soon. Supposed to drop this summer. He dropped Thirty Bitches and Gangsta Angel. Go check that out. Uh, shout out to Kickback. Uh, he's dropped May I Vibe. It's a real smooth project. Uh, what was it? Uh, Playoff LeBron. That's uh, my favorite track on there. But it's a real smooth project. You can vibe to. I believe a chop version of that is coming soon by Cool Runners. He's dropped a very dope project too. He's bringing back that chop feeling that a lot of us in the Cleveland area came up on. You know, I'm excited to see that. You know, just to have so many talented uh, people in a collective around. Stay still, man. We, I'm waiting on something. Me and Stay Still going to do something soon. You know, that, that's a project I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think that guy's just a, a musical genius. You know what I mean? I think he's a musical genius, and I'm uh, expecting to do some work with him. We were supposed to have a project. Uh, we started working on something, I think, like a year and a half ago. But that's something that I'm, uh, I am got to get back to. And, and more, me and more. Um, have a, a a smoke project coming that we're gonna eventually get to. Um, so you know it's a, it's a lot. You know the team is working. Shout out the Geek Chronicles. They just dropped a great episode. Uh, you know it was a, a great balance of everything. You know you got a little knowledge, you got laughs, and you know just just inside of what's going on right now. But they just go check that out. I think it's got through thick and thin eyebrows. Um, you know, and go check out all of them. You know, just make sure you're showing support. If you have been showing support, we appreciate that. So, you know, once again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, oh yeah, I dropped that. I still love you, EP. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. And you know, make sure you support everything coming into the future. Yo. Welcome me back.